Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things. And also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories. And crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile. And let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The The Russian Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hello, hello, everyone. Hi. How are you doing, Al? I'm doing well. That's so great. We're sitting so close together right now to record this episode. Our technological issues are better, Mm. but not ended. No, we're still trying to figure out our technologically stuff. (laughs) Yeah. As in, we only have one microphone working and one (laughs) laptop working. Yeah, like I have the program on my laptop, but we recorded just fine, but then I can't get it to play back. It's a new laptop, so I have to figure out some settings things. And then we also have a downed microphone, so we get to share one microphone (laughs) on the other's laptop. And it's just comical. I wish we had a video. Well, (laughs) at least we're related, so it's okay to be this close to each other. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. (laughs) We are not six feet apart. (laughs) Wearing masks. No, I I did shower today. I did too. Oh, good. Kudos. Yeah. That is a victory. It is for today. Yeah, Buddy's been fighting a cold. So so we've been having some downtime out. Downtime at home. Downtown. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for just breaking out into song. I know. Just for you guys. How are you, Anna? I'm okay. I am going on day 33, I think it is, with whatever ailment and ailment that I have. <laughs> and you guys, I am exhausted. I haven't been able to take a day off of work, even though I think that's what normal people do, is take off a day of work when you're not feeling well. And I tried this week. I looked at my calendar and there was one day where I didn't have anything. Like I was, like I didn't have a duty I was supposed to do except for door duty, but I could get someone to cover that. But like I didn't have any meetings. I didn't have any classroom things. I didn't have any clubs to run. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can take that day off. And then I remembered that I have an intern. And then my intern was coming in on that day. I mean, we ended up seeing a lot of children and it was very productive and it was like a great day for her to experience. But that is all to say, suffice it to say, some people say suffice it to say, suffice it to say. Grammarian moment. We could do a whole segment on those things that people get wrong. We could. We could. Like I'm thinking of a few already, but not now. No. That is all to say that I went to work and didn't get a day off. But you guys, I did go to urgent care this week and I did that so that I could get another round of antibiotics and I pleaded, pleaded, pled, (laughs) begged for some steroids this time. And so my doctor, my regular PCP, did not have an appointment available for two weeks. And I'm going to a conference this week to present on some things and hang out with my colleagues. And I was like, I think I need some medicine before then. And I don't want to wait two weeks and feeling this way. So I just went to urgent care. They did a chest x-ray and I don't have pneumonia. They did the swab my throat with a Q-tip and I don't have strep. And so at the end, he's like, it could be viral. It could be bacterial. We'll give you antibiotics and see if that helps. And then we'll also throw in some steroids and an inhaler. And I walked away, like I showed him the pharmacy that I already have in my purse, which was Robitussin and Mucinex and the pearls that they give you for, like, I was like, here are all the things I'm already carrying around, sir. Please help me. 
And so they did all the tests and ruled out all these things and still came up with, we don't know what you have and you could just be sick and have an infection and you might just have to deal with it, which is all fine and well, except it makes me very tired and I can't take a day off of work, which is full circle where we are. Okay. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm okay, but I'm tired. Rally. Yeah. Rally. For you guys, you know I'm going to rally. And I was able to take a day yesterday and just rest, and it felt amazing. And then I took more nighttime cough syrup last night. I couldn't fall asleep, though, because I had rested all day, so I didn't fall asleep <laughs> like I wanted oh to. Gosh. It was really kind of comical. It was midnight, and I was like, why did I rest so much today? It's not like I slept all day. I just didn't really do anything. And that kind of sucks because I'm in a Walktober challenge. <laughs> and um, <laughs> my Walktober team was texting yesterday, like, don't forget to log your steps. And I was like, oh, guys, today's a doozy because I spent the day in bed. I probably have 20 steps from, like, getting up to go to the bathroom, getting something to eat today, but that's about it. Sorry, you guys are going to have to carry me on the very first day of our challenge. I will get it together. I promise. Well, you're dealing with an illness of some sort. So yeah. I'm sorry you haven't been feeling well. I'm rallying. I am. I'm trying to rally. You are. You're I've doing got- a great job. I'm just thinking of our listeners how we're like, when we first started today. That was a really good I know. turkey. I know. Thanks. Well, we used to have turkeys that lived behind us. Do you remember that? No. Oh, we yeah. in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. It'd wake us up 6 a.m. At least mine. My room faced that way. 6 a.m. Yeah. every morning. Mine did not. But I do remember them being over there. And then I also remember in a house that I lived in in Colorado, um, there was a house on my way to work that I'd pass by. And I'd see all these turkeys and little like tom turkeys and little turkeylets. Turkeylets? Mm-hmm. You know, the little turkeys, the little babies. And then I'd always look for them also after Thanksgiving. And I'm like, <gasps> are they still there? Are they oh, gone? Did one get put on the dinner table? <laughs> so As you're saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to drive by a house that had llamas. But, you know, not not turkeys. I hope those don't get sacrificed at a certain time of year. Oh. Like goats. Yeah, I have a story for you about sacrifice. Oh, tell me. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so I'm not going to say where this happened. I'll just say it was not residential. And it was not at my house, which also means not residential. Although I do have a funny story for you guys from something that happened at my house. But I was helping someone figure out a problem at a non-residential location. And I noticed that the trash cans were out. And I thought, oh, I'll be nice and like bring in the trash cans. And so I walked out to the trash cans and I didn't know what day it was for trash day. And so I literally like opened, I thought I'll open the trash can, see if they're empty and then I'll put them back to where they go. And I barely opened the trash can. Are you ready for this? Hooves. Ah. <laughs> hooves. There were hooves staring back at me from a trash can. I mean, I was not in the mountains. I'll say that. I was not in the mountains. I was not at a house and there were hooves you staring were in at me. You suburbia and like what did you do when you saw the hooves staring at you? I just slowly put the top of the trash can down and walked away. And I said, someone else will have to deal with this. And then I was helping someone by meeting a contractor who was doing work. And so I was like, here's the deal. And the contractor texted me later and he's like, oh, I brought the garbage cans in. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. No, they need to go. They need, No one else can look at hooves. They need to go. So he said, and I was trying to figure out how to text him. So I was like, um... Were they empty? It's <laughs> like, yeah, they were empty. I was like, okay. I don't know how to ask, like, 
Was there anything else in there? Did you check? Are you sure they were picked up before you put them back? So that we don't freak out some helpers because of we have hooves. Like they might be thinking like, what kind of establishment is this that you put hooves in your garbage cans? Right. Yeah. Well, so I have to tell you something. I actually know who put the hooves in there. <laughs> and I might have seen that person really recently. And I was like, so my sister... <laughs> Like, was just checking to see if the garbage had gone out and opened the can and saw some hooves staring back at her. And this person burst out laughing. And he's like, oh, my God. I was like, congratulations on your bounty. Why are you putting your trash hooves in this garbage can in this location and not at your home? And he actually, he happened, he's like, I missed garbage day at my house. I was out of town for a funeral. And so I missed garbage day. And so I put them there because it was like a common place and he helps out sometimes. And I was like, oh, my God, you freaked my sister out. And he's laughing. He's like, oh, my. And I was like, I told her to text you because I knew as soon as you said what it was in there, I knew who it was. And he was like, it totally was. And that made my year. Like, he's like the only thing that could have been funnier is if your mom happened to open the trash can and see the hose in there. So you might want to no. give him, shoot him a text yeah. and say thanks I, for that surprise. I was pretty sure I knew who it was, but I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't want anyone else to see this right now. So we should probably clarify that it's hunting season in Colorado yes. where we live and people yes. are tagging like antelope and deer and elk right now. So that that is why there were hooves it would not no one's doing some crazy sacrifices anywhere there were hooves because it's hunting season and they were excess yeah it was legal it was illegal dumping <laughs> i hope so i hope so i was like i don't i mean i imagine if you normally put them in your own trash can it'd be okay to put them in i mean not that we like other people using you know this common space for your trash i don't want to start that president but no so here's another interesting story regarding trash cans so I have a home office and it happens that that particular room faces towards the front of my house. And I was working and I got an alert saying that someone was on my porch and I thought, oh, great. You know, I have a no soliciting sign. You guys have heard all about my no soliciting. So I peek out the window and there is a van that's parked just perpendicular to my driveway, right? So they're blocking the driveway and it says like professional laundry services. I'm like, well, that's interesting because I haven't ordered any laundry to be serviced and I'll just take it myself. And I watched this person with a hairnet on, like a hair cap on, mm -hmm. walk from the van to my trash can, look both ways and empty their pockets into my trash can. Stop it. And then like pulled some stuff out of this van and put it in my trash can. And I was like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> and so I just walked, well, I mean, this person, then they sat in their van for a while and they drove off. And I was like, this is so weird. And it ended up being that I started a new food service, a local food service that preps and brings meals. And this was like a welcome meal. Cause I was like, it's not, they say that they deliver at like Saturday at midnight for some reason. I don't know. I was like, it's not Saturday at midnight. So this person delivered my meal and then emptied the trash out of the van into my trash can. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. From a laundry van. <laughs> so, from a laundry service van. At least it was a delivery that you were supposed to get. I'm hearing it was food. <laughs> yes. 
yes. you were supposed to get. But the driver decided to use your trash can as his own waste. And looked both ways. Like, look both ways. See if anyone was, like, did not look up. Like, clearly you can see me from that window. But yes, and I'm going to do, like, a quick PSA for you guys. I got scammed recently. That seems to be a theme since I got scammed and bamboozled <laughs> with that giant freezer, which I did sell that giant freezer. Huzzah! But... I got an alert saying that I had a package coming, but the package couldn't be delivered because my address wasn't correct mm. and that there was an issue with being able to get me this package, right? And you guys are all going to groan and roll your eyes and go, duh, Alexandra, you should have known this was a scam. And then it says there's an issue with the postage and it's nine cents to get it delivered. So I was like, okay, like to change your address you know online if you go to usps like if you change your address then you have to pay a dollar to do that i don't know if you guys know yes. that uh -huh. so i was like okay total scam get like an alert saying hey someone in san diego is trying to get gas at avon's which is safeway and i was like okay so i say no luckily there's an app right so now i'm like great i'm getting all these random text messages and now how do i know who's legit and who isn't and so this person from fico calls me and they're like Hey, we have to double check this, which now I have to tell you guys, now I'm nervous that the FICO person I talked to was not legit. And she's like, $3,500 at Unique Boutique in San Diego. And I was like, yeah, no, nope, that's a no. And so they they luckily didn't, like the the charge didn't go through and they stopped it in time. But, um, and she's like, oh, and you're not getting gas. And I was like, I'm not getting gas. That wasn't me. So they stopped it. But yeah, and it had like the site that it sent me to. I looked, you know, to make sure, does it have all legit markings? But apparently, like, not legit enough. But it had the post office logo. It had, like, yes. It was oh, so I see what happened. So you responded to one of those emails and paid the nine cents. Yes. And then someone took your they money. Ripped, they ripped my card and went to Unique Boutique. For $3,500. In San Diego. And got gas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And tried to get gas. PSA. Do not click on things like that. And do not pay like that over the emails. Seriously. Although I am so guilty. Like my new thing is I get these Facebook ads because I've purchased things off of them. Those stores that pop up and they're these really cute like mug things and all mm. sorts of things. And you I've purchased a lot of shirts. Really and, and so and they come from China and I have purchased some things and I'm always a little like cautious about things like that. And then when you get the emails like following up, I have gotten a lot of spam because I've purchased stuff off of those things, but they are really cute and they end up coming. It might take like six weeks to get to me from China, but they do end up getting here and they're super cute. So I had that happen with Wish. I don't know. I think. Oh, that's right. Do you, I think, I think we already talked about that on podcasts, but yeah, wish.com. It was this big thing and someone in Russia <laughs> was trying to get clothes and I was like, that's not no, that's not me. I mean, I think the first time that that happens is kind of violating because you're like, oh, my God, someone totally bamboozled. Then you feel like embarrassed and stupid that you fell for that trap. But then like you quickly get over that and realize like, come on, people. And then it's just so commonplace anymore for people to bamboozle people like that and take them for their money. And, and like, did the people actually get the stuff from Unique Boutique? Like, did the credit card thing go through first mm -mm. and then they... Or were they like, hey, there's this big purchase, and then did they catch the people in the act in San Diego while it was happening? Like, how does that no. was it an online purchase? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Just for uh, fixing another technological difficulty. I swapped the 
the pee popper thing <laughs> off the microphone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they got away with the merchandise, but the charge did not go through. So I, so then what happens? Like you're in a store know. and you get screwed. Although the fed, I mean, I suppose like that's why you're federally insured. <laughs> I don't know. I appreciate that my bank is usually pretty on it because I have had this happen before. And you're right. Like after I ended up purchasing basically a $750 freezer for close to $5,000. Yeah. That hurts. That hurts. So, yeah, I do feel still a little embarrassed about that. But I sold the freezer, so I'm okay. I'm yeah. not great, but I'm okay. Not, okay. I mean, victory. That it's out of your garage and you don't have to look at it anymore but it's still annoying it's really annoying that there are a lot of people out there that like feel okay with taking advantage of people and okay can i just say (laughs) i have been watching a new show (laughs) because i had some time on my hands yesterday as i already mentioned but i've had some time on my hands and i decided to watch survivor because i was like i need something to fall asleep to now that murder she wrote is over and i can't even go back and watch other murder she wrote episodes because peacock apparently was like you have watched 12 seasons and now we're gonna make you pay like they were gonna charge me to watch them again and i was like well that sucks and i'm totally not about that like i'm not interested interested in that either. So then I went to Hulu and I was like, what's on Hulu that I can watch? Oh, Survivor. I watched that show once upon a time. I've probably watched the first season like three or four times. And I'm that pr- good, huh? Well, no, but I'm like, I just forget that I watch it and then I watch it and then I realize I've watched it and I keep watching it because I might as well. And so then instead of going to the second season of Survivor, it jumped to season 22. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I texted Alexandra probably two or three episodes into the 22nd season, which was the second season for me, because I would probably have to pay Hulu if I wanted to watch seasons two through 21. And like I just said, I'm not all about that. Wait, so how many seasons are there? Something like 40 something. Oh, okay. So jumping to 22 is like nothing. No, exactly. Okay. Like there's still plenty to watch, I think. I don't know how how many of them are on Hulu. I'm sure I could find them somewhere if I really wanted to, but I'm really not that interested. And here's my story. So I started watching it thinking like, oh, here is some entertainment. And the first season, as right, like as with anything, any reality show, people grow, they learn the game. It is a game and people adapt. And it was just interesting, like in season 22, they brought back two people from prior seasons to spearhead the two teams in the beginning of the show. And apparently they were very well-known people but kind of like nefarious and notorious. Like they were known for being unscrupulous. And then when I texted Alexandra, I was like, I realize why I don't watch shows like this. And it's because I get so irritated. Mm -hmm. And I get so irritated by how unethical and immoral people are. I was prepping for this show today. I was like, I'm going to sound like such a goody two-shoes, like prim and proper, whatever. And If I do, then so be it. I don't feel that way all the time, but I do feel like I have a strong moral compass and that means something to me and integrity means something to me and I will never apologize for that ever. 
And watching these shows, it just hits me to the core that there are people who feel so okay with lying to other people and just playing with human beings as if, as if they're toys and they're playthings. And that has always bothered me. And so then watching these shows where it's just like that's all the show is, is like playing with people's emotions and like being unscrupulous and unethical and immoral. I'm like, I, why am I watching this show? Well, that, yeah, that would be my question. And also, I mean, I had to think about this in watching a show recently as well, where I had to stop myself and go, the producers are going to get the people that they think they can get the most ratings out of. And so, and I, I think I tried watching half of one of the survivors, like, I don't even know, probably like 15 years ago and couldn't stand it. Cause I was just like, for people to get paid to be total a-holes to each other just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me but the reason why there are 44 seasons is because they get the ratings and people watch it and I'm guessing it was part of it to pick narcissists who auditioned and you're like you're a narcissist you're a narcissist you're a narcissist fantastic and this is just gonna make for great entertainment it drives me crazy but you're so right like there's a market for it and as long as people keep watching and the ratings are up then they'll keep producing it and that totally makes me think of whatever reality show like back in the beginning I don't know if it was like Girls Gone Wild or whatever and I was watching like a documentary about the reality series or something ridiculous like that and they were saying how the producers pay people to get in fights we'll pay you 150 bucks if you like escalate this issue and then if there's actual physicality that results from this discourse then you'll get paid an extra 100 whatever so they are incentivized to be awful people mm -hmm. and i'm like what a commentary on our society yeah I don't even know. And I'm not shocked about it, you guys. Like, it's not oh. like this is new business and I'm like, was just born today and waking up and realizing that this has been going on since the dawn of reality TV. People have like just been gaga over this kind of shit. And that's what it is. It's just shit. And I'm like, <laughs> I kind of feel bad for allowing myself to watch some mindless numbing whatever um, so that I could take a nap during the day. But like we talked about watching Selling Sunset and I feel like it's the same kind of stuff is like you notice that there's this theme when you binge watch a show that like you feel like they're prompted to bring up mm -hmm. like, so how are things in the office lately? What yeah. did you think about dinner the other night? And wasn't that crazy? It's like it's so not smooth. And yet they like, you know, they're incentivized to be awful people. Yeah. I mean, there were the, all those talks that like Jerry Springer, they used to do that. And so you could be paid. And it's for me, it's interesting what people will do for money, because I feel like with that moral compass, like in my head, I'm imagining people are like, oh, well, prostitution, I'd never do anything like that. But I'll slap someone in the face that I don't know because that's OK. Right. Like, yeah. The, yeah. The moral compass gets kind of shifted a little bit when it comes to people earning money for being awful human beings and then justifying it or finding some rationalization to it for why it's not as bad as someone else because of whatever you do, like fill in the blank. Like, well, I'm not as bad as so-and-so who does this to gain money. But anyway, I mean, I can go down that rabbit hole. What I was going to say is like when you bring up Selling Sunset, yes, I did watch that. I have to say I actually brought it up to um, this couple. It makes me laugh because this couple is adorable. They have been participating in a grief and movement group I started here locally. And I mentioned that I had this 
one of my guilty pleasures is watching this show right now. And the husband was like, oh yeah, we'll watch that. And, he's, and I was like, what? And he's like, she watches it for the drama. I watch it for the houses. And I was like, oh, okay. But here's, here's where I started. I felt maybe conflicted is the right word in watching it. Because on the one hand, yes, the drama. And there's one participant in that show where I'm like, are you being fed? Like, are you literally this messed up in life that you're going to go and do this stuff? Or are you being fed opportunity by the producers to do this stuff in order to mess with other people? And the ladies who are on Selling Sunset, you know, they have very public lives now. So for me, it's hard to tell what is scripted Mm -hmm. and what is not. The other thing, though, and this is just something I think is really cool, is that the ladies that are on that show, to my knowledge, let me say this, to my knowledge, they were not handed or were illegally practicing as real estate agents. To my knowledge, they all had to be licensed. Mm -hmm. And some of them went and did become brokers themselves. So what I found actually really cool about the ladies is that they were self-made, right? Like they went and they were doing their own and and they weren't having to rel- they weren't buying into not all I should say. In regards to their professional life, they were not necessarily with the exception of the show buying into some of the patriarchal ideas that can come about from winning women. Oh my gosh, let me try that one. Women earning mm-hmm. six or seven figures on their own without needing to have a counterpart provide that for them. So that I thought was really cool and very empowering. And yet, yes, you can say yes. And and they were buying into the outfits and their high heels and what they had, how they interacted and, and being eye candy and all of that. And like I said, it was also empowering to see them kind of as these entrepreneurs and building their own businesses around that. But back to your point, Sometimes television, especially, quote, reality television, is just, it's like an awful view of humanity. It really is. And I i don't know. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I like it for the psychological aspect. I've always said that. I find it intriguing to just analyze human beings. So um, maybe I'm a sociologist at heart. I don't know. Anna is a sociologist at heart, and I'm the neuroscientist. I like this. We have our, like, what would we be in another lifetime? This is why we have a show. <laughs> Because because we're so fascinated by these things and we have plenty to talk about. Like there's always – like as long as you're studying humans, there's always going to be something to talk about. But I was watching this other show on Netflix, <laughs> shocking. It was a documentary about the bling ring and there were these teenagers who were robbing really wealthy people's homes and including some actors and actresses' homes. And there was like the thrill of robbing the home for them, but also there was such an aspiration to have what these people have that they would just go and take it instead of doing what it takes to get there. I don't know. Again, like when you talk about the sociology or psychology of it all, interesting on that level. Anyway, they were also one of the people who ends up getting caught up in burglarizing one of the homes. She was an aspiring actress and E! Entertainment was interested in doing a reality show or they had like booked a first episode, agreed to first episode, and they were going to see how it went with her and her family to do a reality TV series. That kind of all fell apart when um, she was brought up on charges for burglarizing this home of a, a famous actor. But as part of the show, this documentary, they interviewed some of the producers of that TV show. And again, it just – it was so interesting what they find 
is sell worthy, like what the public is going to be interested in and how like just the different characters and and humans. And they're like, oh, this person is engaging and energized and is going to make great TV. And then this person is such a dud, like he's so boring. No one would be interested in anything he has to say. And so then you get put into these boxes and like what that does for your self-esteem. I don't know. The whole thing is kind of fascinating to me. I agree. And also, I think what happens for me when I think about the bigger picture is that people search out these types of shows. Well, yes, we do for entertainment. <laughs> yes. And maybe they do it just for entertainment like we do. But I think my point is where I get stuck is that I feel like sometimes people engaging in these shows and some of them I can't even like I can't even tolerate some some of the reality shows or the stuff that's out there because I'm like this just it hurts my soul Mm -hmm. because in my mind I just keep going to like I don't know is it like an escape where people are like if I was in a different life that's what I'd want or these shows are expressing something for someone that they feel that they can't express I mean like you're talking about with Survivor just I feel like it's people getting caught up in what other people are saying. Like, if you want to make money, be a total jerk. If you want to make money, you have to be more promiscuous. If you want to make money, I don't know if it's all about the money, but I feel like that ends up a lot of the time being what it's about and being seen and getting, what's the word I'm looking for? Attention. There you go. There it is. That one. Yeah. Getting that attention. Totally. Sorry, you guys, I sniffled for a moment, and it's because I had a sneeze that I was trying to, to stop. Sneeze. So No, it's all right. We're good now. Bless but, you. Yeah. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Real fast, I wanted to come back to one question I had for you. Yes. So I know your driveway is a little different now than it used to be. Um, and you guys can chime in at any point in time. Well, you can't chime in now. Did but you park you can... in front of my garage? I did. <gasps> what do you mean? There's a like clear line that shows where I can park uh, in front of your garage. Is my neighbor home? I don't know. Okay. Well, you do the neighbor update in just a second. But yeah. here's my question because we lived in several houses together. And then we, um, you had your own house and I wasn't living here. But there's a couple kids in my neighborhood and I don't know if this is like the whole like first world problems where you know where people park in front of your house and you're like, that's not your spot. Yes. Like, why are you parking in front of my house? Like when people park in my spot in front of your house, I'm like, that is obviously <laughs> like I have not delineated or put my name there. But Abby, you see my car there all the time. And then when I drive up in someone else's car is there, I'm like, what the actual F? And I have to I have to laugh because I'm pretty sure that for book club, everyone parks in the same spot every week. Yes. <laughs> and I used to park in your driveway for that. But because we have another pair of sisters who join us I the sisters park in in the driveway and I yes, park on the street you do but the sisters always park in the same like I think they always, I think yeah. they do one parks on one side yeah. and the other parks on the other side I don't think they would ex- I don't think they exchange I think one always goes to one yeah. side and one out yes I agree with you <laughs> isn't that funny so I've seen some kids and it's usually this one little girl down the street 
And like I said, I have cameras in front of my house. It's a long story. You guys have heard. If you're new to the show, go back a few episodes. You'll hear why I have extra cameras. But I've got some cameras around my house and I'll get alerts. And there's a little girl down the street and she will ride her bike up everybody's driveway. <laughs> and there's a little bit of me that's like, stay on the sidewalk. What are you doing? Get off my lawn. <laughs> kind of. But it's fine. All right, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> But then after I'm like, okay, you it's only on. just turned 40. <laughs> oh boy, I've been acting this way for a long time. Get off my lawn. <laughs> she oh does, I mean, God. she comes, she just comes out the driveway and goes down. But it's weird. Like she'll, I think one point in time, um, she and this other little boy, they like went down, you know, I obviously now have this patio and they can't access the patio, but they can go up towards there. They can't turn around up there, but it just literally, I was like, what are they doing? Like, Buddy will try and go on other people's grass. And I'm like, hey, you know, stay on the sidewalk. <laughs> but but it's a little bit – I don't know. All right. I'm a little over the top, aren't no, I? <laughs> no, I agree with you because when I go for walks down whatever street, it's like you're not supposed to go in other people's driveways and you're not supposed to go in their grass. So I can understand why you would be like, what in the actual is this <laughs> child doing in my driveway? Like, that's my property. You're going to start paying for taxes? What you doing? You want some rent? Like you going to pay for rent over here? I've never interacted with her. I've never said anything. It's just it, like I feel myself a little bit go, ugh, and then I'm fine. But I And, and she's six years old. Okay, eight. Okay, eight. <laughs> That's hilarious. I asked why my neighbor was home because Alexandra, you guys know, we've talked about my crazy neighbor before and – we're podcasting at my house today, which is unusual, but my neighbor gets a little, he just gets a little sensitive about some things and parking is one of them. He hates my car. He knows it now and he hates my car. It's not that big. Like Anna said, I drive a smart car, but he hates my car. <laughs> she does not. It's actually really loud and not a smart car. And I mean, loud. it's- <laughs> My car is loud. It's loud. <laughs> like every time you come home to your house, we can hear you come into the driveway. Of course you can. <laughs> I love that the descriptor is not the size, not anything, but it's loud. It's loud. We always knew when Sean was coming home, we could hear the car come into the – you couldn't hear the garage door open, but you'd hear the car come in. I mean, it's not like ridiculously loud. I don't know how to explain it. But anyway, so it's not a teeny car. It's not a huge car. It's a mid-sized car. I don't know why any of that matters. The point is that my neighbor is a little sensitive to things and got in our faces about it in the spring – and um, I write, like, I think I told you guys I did another report to law enforcement. And so it's not like I have like a case report or anything, but there is a phone log of some crazy issues that have come up. And so recently I was talking funny enough to the same person who put the hooves in the trash can. <laughs> I was talking to him about my situation. And, and since he knows very well that I'm not going to own a firearm and I'm not going to bring a firearm into my home, he was like, all right, well, here's what you need to do. If you're going to protect yourself, and this is another PSA, ladies and gentlemen, if you need to protect yourselves, here are some things that you can do. One, go to your local sportsman store and get some bear spray. Not dicks. I did not go to dicks <laughs> to see. Not that kind of sportsman. No, like your outdoorsy kind of store. But he recommended sportsman's. So there's one called sportsman's. There's like also REI. And what's the other oh, one? Is that what sportsman's like, in? There's pretty... like a big R or like a, what's the one? Cabela. 
Oh, there's a Cabela too. Yeah. We're naming all sorts of stores for you guys. Yeah. There's a sportsman's right by my house. So that's interesting. I didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there's. That's hilarious because I went all the way to River Point. <laughs> Maybe it's not. Which is I'm glad we're having way. this part of our conversation <laughs> for you guys because you have no idea where we live. But hey, go to a sports place and get bear spray. Mm. So any place that sells bear spray. And I had a friend um, when I was newly single, like newly out of my marriage. And I had a friend who was like, Anna, you need to be carrying around some pepper spray. And so he got me this cool little pepper spray thing. It was pink. And I was like, this is rock star. Like I'm so badass carrying this pepper spray around. And then like it expires, you know, so I don't have that pink canister anymore. And I I need to get one to carry on me in my purse. Mm. But I bought some canisters. It was a twofer Mm. of bear spray. And he's like, you need to keep one on the main level and then one up in your bedroom. And I was like, I can totally do that. And I was like, I also have a mallet. But right, like that's where like if a person gets really close. I don't have a baseball bat. No, I do. I have weighted bats. Yeah. So there's that. But then he said, the other thing that you're going to want to get is like a super bright LED flashlight. And so there were so many to choose from at the sportsman's store and different lumens. But I was like... 250 lumens, 500 lumens. I went for the 650 lumens. And again, I got a two pack. So is it it to blind him? Yes. Okay. Yep. So you flash it, it blinds the shit out of someone. Okay. And then you bear spray the MFR. Okay. And then that is all like, you'll probably have to like cover your mouth so you can run through. But if you blind them, like then they can't see what they're, you know, doing. And then the point is to get out. Yeah. Right? Like, no, it's absolutely. Not- you don't fight. You're not coming. No. An intruder is not there for you to fight. And even if you're like, oh, but I've been training or I feel like that was something years yeah. ago, right? Like we'd go hit the bag and I'd be like, I feel stronger, but it's always an exit strategy. It's not about engagement. It's the exit strategy. Have you ever been pepper sprayed before? I have never been pepper sprayed. So someone sprayed. So my high school had no ventilation. So I'm going to explain a little bit about what my high school looked like. The building and the inside with the hallways looked like a spider. So it had one Mm. big open area in the middle of it. And then off of that big open area were hallways. And there were ramps. Like we had some stairs, but there were ramps because our, our school was built on a hill. And someone, there was no ventilation in that middle area and someone sprayed pepper spray as a prank. So horrible. That's why I'm like, anything you spray, cover Mm -hmm. your face, cover your mouth. And then, yeah, exit strategy always. Yeah. And I know like that's the thing about the spray is you know that there's going to be some spray back and you got to be ready for that. But the point is to like blind the crap out of someone, spray the stuff in their face, further blinding them and then get the F out of your house. And we have like we've taken Krav Maga classes and done some kickboxing and some self-defense stuff, which has been amazing. But my hope is to never be in that situation where I'm like that up close and personal with someone. And I'll like if someone's coming into my house, I'll have as much advanced notice as I possibly can. I've got the bear spray and the flashlight by my bed. I also have them on the main level in case I'm down in my kitchen, um, which is by the front door. And then the point is to get the F out mm-hmm. and to go like scream like crazy and go get some help. Yeah. No, I had the same person. I want to like come up with a fun name, the hoof hoarder. The <laughs> <laughs> he won't find that very funny. Hoof hunter. Hoof hunter. There you go. The hoof hunter. But yes, this friend who hunts is a retired Marine. And when all of my crazy stuff was going on and my security and safety was being threatened, I'll say threatened, I had him come over and I was like, very similarly, without having to use a handgun or a shotgun, um, what can we do? 
And so, like, I have weighted bats that are hidden. And he also, the way my house is set up, I have a fire ladder. I didn't even know Mm -hmm. this was a thing. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, a one-use fire ladder to get us out of the house if something happens from Buddy's room. And and it's – I'll say I was a little emotional going through everything. Like, oh, my gosh, I have to think about this. And at the same time, it can also be empowering to be like, but I know and trust myself that I can handle if something like this happens. I pray it never does, but I can be prepared for if something does happen and just to have that plan because stuff can happen. Totally. And I think that it is the essence of everything. And in talking with our friend, the hoof hunter um, <laughs> and house protector, because one in the same also helped me just like think through. And from my days working for the Department of Public Safety for the state, that situational awareness and just having a plan, it's not neurotic. It's not paranoid. It's safe. It's smart to have a plan and think through, if this were to happen, what is my exit strategy? So I was thinking like, if I have to exit out my bath, my bathroom, I <laughs> don't have an exit out my bathroom, but I could like go into my bathroom and lock the door and call the police. But if I have to exit out my bedroom, like I do have a space, like my garage is there and I could go out my window and out my garage and then I would just have to drop down a floor, which is totally doable without like serious injury. But you guys, like it's just smart to think through if you need an exit strategy, what is your exit strategy going to be? If you need to protect yourself, what is that going to be? Now that I am down to one cat and, you know, I long joked that I would have to wait for Bentley to die in order for me to get a dog because he was the most neurotic cat ever and he would not fare well with a new addition to the house. But we've talked about that self-defense people say the number one thing Mm -hmm. a single person can do in their home to protect themselves is have a dog. And so I've been thinking like, when is that going to happen for me? It's probably coming down the pike here probably in the next year, but it's definitely on my mind in addition to taking these other steps just for precaution. And I want to say like my neighbor has not directly threatened me or my sister. He did get in our face because he was upset about the parking, which is why this all this conversation all started because <laughs> my sister's parked outside my garage. My bum was hanging out a little bit. He was not happy that we were blocking his exit. And I, which I was not blocking. No. We I was not blocking. No, we weren't. Another working. neighbor was blocking. My bum was just slightly yes. over the line. Yes. And yeah. so he was not happy with us. And he just decided to take his ire out on us. But he's not a safe person. And since then, like, there's only been one other incident where he threatened to kill someone or shoot someone with a shotgun, which is why then I went to the hoof hunter and said, I, ne- I like, I need some help. And so then now I have bear spray and a 650 lumens flashlight in case this dude decides to get crazy and overstep some other boundaries, people are in the know. I just think that's smart, especially since I'm a single person and I live here, you know, and I come and go at all hours of the day and night. And it's just smart to have a plan and to be thinking about things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say our brother has a punching bag. And so the other day I was like, Hey, I'm going to go to your house and punch the bag for a little bit. And it made me think of when uncle Bob was showing you how to actually. So uncle Bob used to be, um, a professional fighter. I should put a link to some Mm. of the videos of uncle Bob. Pretty cool. But he was a professional fighter. And so he was showing Anna how to be able to most effectively punch with the fewest amount of punches 
with reserving your energy. It was pretty remarkable. And so I was trying to think of that. I'm like, not from the arm, from like, it's from your trunk. It's from your abs. It's from your back. And it was really in your legs. It's just legs. It's all legs. Yeah. And we were in the middle of SeaWorld (laughs) and and we were waiting for his son to get, come back with some fried dough. (laughs) And I don't know why, but I think that was the day that we had some beverages. Just a few. (laughs) At the amusement park. Yeah, it's not like we were sparring in the middle of SeaWorld, but well, they kind of were, but it's okay. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't super obnoxious. No, and I, like Alexander and I have joked about spectacles, testicles, watch wallet. Like here are your aims and here are your hits. But he was really cool at saying like you rock forward on this foot with this hand, and then rock back and hit with this hand, and then rock forward with this hand. So it really is all about the legs and not the arm. I mean, it's arms and legs. It's a coordinated effort, but it really is a cool science to that. Well, I think. Most- Most people think when you're punching of like, oh, look how strong my arms are, but it really isn't. It's the same. uh, And I know I'm going a little bit on a tangent, but I recently started doing some rowing workouts and I used to love going to the gym and doing rowing. And I'll tell, I'll tell you guys. So I am five foot four around that. I'm not going to tell you my weight, but I will tell you that I am not five foot four and 105 pounds. I've been five foot four since high school. And when I went to college, I was like, oh, it'd be amazing to join the rowing team. I thought I could just walk on. Not really realizing that the college I went to had Division I champions in rowing. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Slight, slight detail. Mm-hmm. Was um, that like an intramural <laughs> rowing no, team? No. No, I ended up doing intramural softball. <laughs> Co-ed softball is what I ended up doing. And then as I started hearing more about the sport, it was like, oh, to be a coxswain, you need to be five foot one, like 105 pounds. Or- Hope you got that. It's not coxswain. <laughs> yeah. Say it again. It's a coxswain, not coxswain. But it's spelled Coxswain. We'll add that to our list when we do our bit on the things that are said <laughs> correctly. <laughs> or you had to be, um, because this was obviously a Division One championship team, you had to be, I think, 5'9 or 5'10 uh, or taller. I do not fit into that. So anyway, my point is I've always loved rowing. And a rowing gym very close to me was offering free classes for their anniversary. And I was like, oh, let me try this out. I have been rowing wrong for like 20 years. Yes, because it has nothing to do with your arms. No. Not one bit. Legs. It is all your legs. But it's not even just about your legs, which was interesting. It's not even about speed. It's not about how fast you go on the machine, which even now that I've gone to a few classes and I'm seeing people use their body and they think it's about the speed, the speed can help overcome the resistance, but not really. It's all the power in your legs. And so the more that I slowed down and kept to power and really used my legs, and then it's like kind of legs, core, arms, then the more power Mm -hmm. that you have in it. But my whole point is we often get things wrong. Like, oh, if I'm going to punch and and if I'm doing defense, then it's all in the arms. I got to work. No, it's like really being solid and grounded in your stance if you're going to punch. And like with rowing, it's really about, they call it your catch, but it's about you pushing off, which is really, yeah. I'm sure you guys are so excited you heard all this. No, you have learned something today. And be safe. (laughs) (laughs) But that's exactly what Uncle Bob was talking about, is that it really has to do with the legs and the core. And then the arms are like the the tools and, and then the inertia, the momentum comes through the arms and that energy. But most of it, like you're not going to get your power from your arms by just swinging. Yeah. Which no. is why it's hilarious to watch people like in actual bar fights do stupid shit. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for hanging with us today. I think it's time for a joke. Um, I hope you go back and listen to this and then rewind and take a shot for every time I said shit. <laughs> 
Okay. So it is October. I did not introduce all our October themes, but I have an October themed joke for you today. So STW, this is for you, Sean T. Wyman, not Sean T. (laughs) His name is Sean T. Wyman. Okay. This joke is for you. Why are ghosts such bad liars? Oh, I don't know why. Because I'm a bad liar. Remember that song? (laughs) That's Imagine Dragons. No. Oh, yes. Yeah. There, I was going to say Selena Gomez also has oh, a Oh, she bad, has a bad liar. She does. Yeah. Oh, I like that song a lot. Okay. Yeah. No, I like both those songs. I do too. And they're both called Bad Liar. Well, I think theirs is Bad Liars. Put, I just put that together though. Yeah. And hers is Bad Liar and theirs is Bad Liars, which is why I think they can oh, have that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't know why. Why are ghosts such bad liars? Because you can see right through them. <laughs> Just made me think of Harry Potter. It's almost that season for Harry Potter. <gasps> oh my gosh. One more month until I do my Harry Potter thon. <laughs> she has to get the DVD player out. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm laughing, but so do I. <laughs> my new laptop doesn't have a DVD player in it. So I'm oh. like, oh, I'm going to have to stream it. I might have to pay to stream or just like stay up at my TV. I was gonna. I thought you for sure had a DVD. No, player, a I have a DVD. Oh, yes, okay. I do. But it's at my TV, like down in my living room, and oh, I usually watch them at nighttime when true. I'm going to bed. All right. Yeah, y'all. This has been so much fun. <laughs> it's good to chat with y'all. Make sure to like us, share us, leave a review if you feel up for it. Yeah, subscribe. Visit us at therussiansisters at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Leave any kind of comments, reviews. Oh, and then go to our website. Yeah, russiansisters dot com. The Russian Sisters. Dot com. That's right. Just to repeat what she said. <laughs> Booby twaps. <laughs> okay, we love you. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to the Russiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.